0: Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch the worst plot I've ever seen. This movie
0: had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed.
1: You know what they say, once you're 18,
0: monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy.
1: Do you want to Mm -hmm. go ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. (laughs)
0: Hey, what's up, Streaming Wasteland? It's uh, Ringo, and with me as always is Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. This week, we went ahead and took on Last Christmas. But before we get into that, Greg,
1: what have you been up to? Uh, Last Christmas, I was giving people my heart. Let's see. I watched The Santa Claus last night. That's a great movie. I love it. We watched Elf. We've been watching Home Improvement. I don't know (laughs) if anybody has watched that show recently, but something I didn't notice when I was younger, my wife pointed this out when we started rewatching it, though, is that so many episodes end with just Jill and Tim banging in the garage. That is how, like, 30% of those episodes end, especially in the early seasons, where she's like, Tim, I can't believe you skyrocketed our water heater through the roof of our house, and now we have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair all the damage you did. And he's like, sorry, but Wilson told me that I did that because men are used to having large dongs. And she's like, what? That's okay. And then they kiss and go into the garage, and you're just like, so that was the end of the argument? The hole in the Mm -hmm. roof, the whole exploding water heater, and now they're just going to fuck in the garage?
0: And they're gonna go ahead and have another kid too, because yeah. they have like seventeen.
1: Yeah, right. There's and they're just losing them everywhere. You just keep losing them on the world. <laughs> Apparently, the oldest son in that Zach, Zachary Ty Brian, he's gone through. He's gone through quite a bit of trouble since Ooh. he left that show. Like it sounds like he had a pretty normal life up until 2020, and then he was like arrested in 2020 for felony strangulation. Which Ooh. I was like, that doesn't yeah. seem great. And then he also got accused of running a fraudulent agriculture scam of some kind and then in twenty in July of 2023 he got arrested for allegedly domestic abusing somebody or something like that so yeah it seems like he's had a rough few last few years wow okay I... damn domestic abuse twice is what I heard there <laughs> yeah also I not really sure what the difference between felony strangulation and misdemeanor strangulation is like I guess felonies you really meant it like misdemeanor strangulation you're like ah okay i get it he was being a turd you just start choking him he didn't plan on it right but felony strangulation you're like oh no
0: i'm gonna get him. my my guess would be put someone in the hospital versus having someone need emt help that'd be my guess but yeah I maybe wouldn't know. i honestly wouldn't know i'm not a, i'm not a lawyer I, i'm not smart i'm going in for an english degree nothing else
1: speaking of uh legal advice our former dipshit president he tried to ask the appellate courts to or so his prosecutor asked the supreme court to weigh on whether or not he can have immunity and so (laughs) the supreme court said like yeah we'll take up the case so of course trump whose plan is to delay everything delayed and delayed and so he's trying to ask the appellate courts to delay the process before the supreme court can rule saying like oh well it's not fair that the appeals courts didn't get to do their thing first that's not how the justice system works so the guy who's prosecuting him for being an insurrectionist said, well, that's fine. Why don't we have the appeals courts all make their rulings, too? And the appeals courts were like, fuck, yeah, we'll do that. So they said, you have to get us all of your documents by January, or December 26th. And Trump's team was like, oh, well, that means we have to work over the holidays. So today they said, fine, you have to get them to us by December 23rd. <laughs> like, they lost themselves <laughs> three days for whining. <laughs> I can get fucked. That's so good. It's going to be great when he eventually is just rotting in a cell somewhere. Like, they're, he, He's going to go insane. They're going to give him like a bar of soap, and he's going to think that it's a, a phone. He's going to be like tweeting. He's like, I'm going to put another truth post out there. I am not in jail. I'm actually running the military. I'm in charge. I'm the biggest boy. Biden's
0: just ahead. I'm actually the one in charge. I'm the one in <laughs> charge.
1: China! Unless you did something wrong, in which case, it's him. right? There's yeah. two militaries. There's two governments. There's two... There's three justice systems. There's the regular one, and then there's the one for the rich people, and then there's the one that is unfairly targeting me.
0: And then there's also the one that's in my mind.
1: Yeah. It's all in my mind. Don't worry, he'll only be a dictator day one. You sent me that article, and I was like, God damn it. I love that Hannity was trying to lob him the softest of softballs. That is such an easy question to not fuck up, and Trump was just like, no thank you. I will fuck this up. It'd be be like if I was running for president, it would be like, Greg, you didn't actually mean what you said, that you would sell all of the former Confederate states to Mexico to pay off the national debt. And then me being like, well, not all of them. (laughs) That's not not good.
0: (laughs) I I could see it. You're like, uh, and
1: Ohio, we're going to add Ohio in there. You're like, what? I'd be like, wait. Did I just only say the Confederate states? Can you tell me which ones those are again? I need to know if that's inclusive of all of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be inclusive when I when I put this plan forward. Yeah.
0: Oh, Where does also, Nevada fall? <laughs> I'm I'm also including Ron DeSantis in that deal. That's free of charge. I'll pay them for to take him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I Florida to be one of those states. i gladly saw him off. Sorry, yeah. Floridians, but I think you understand at this point, right? Like, we're not fucking around here. Y'all got, you're all making more and more draconian laws with your little meatball boy. I don't know if you ever heard this, but apparently DeSantis got called Meatball Ron by, yeah. by Trump. Ooh. And it it's just, like it's Trump? a very, yeah, I, it's just a very funny nickname. First of all, who the fuck is Trump to call anybody Meatball? Look at you, fucking top-heavy, weird-standing person. But also, it's just a funny nickname for anybody. Like I, I Like, as soon as I heard that, I was like... I want to call my next cat Meatball.
0: <laughs> Meatball McConnell.
1: Ugh. Yeah, ugh. Anyway, enough about meatballs. What are you up to? Uh,
0: so I, I realized something about myself. I was listening to Old Gods of Appalachia yesterday. And then I switched over to YouTube. I think you sent me something on, on YouTube. And I told you my premium ran out and I'm, I'm not paying for it anymore. I'm not going to pay for it again. And I was realizing Old, God, Old Gods of Appalachia starts with adverts for their sp- their sponsors and it's, I don't know, 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes. It might be 15 minutes long. It might be outrageously long. And yet, I'm not upset about that but when it comes to YouTube ads, which are typically either overlaid or they take up the whole entire screen, I get furious about that. And that's why I was willing to go ahead and pay for premium for the longest time before it was like, oh, you're just going to keep raising the prices so I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it and I was like, why is it that I'm upset about visual ads versus like an ad that takes that holds the story away from me for a long period of time and I was thinking about it and I was like I think it's because with Old Gods of Appalachia and a lot of podcasts like ours not that we have ads on ours but if we had ads on ours you're not going to get an ad right now cutting me off in the middle of what I'm saying and you're going to lose track of what I'm talking about you're going to go ahead and get an ad at the beginning you're going to get an ad maybe at the end and I don't know there's probably podcasts out there that have ads somewhere in between but with YouTube, you get an ad before the video starts, you get an ad 5 minutes in, you get an ad 15 minutes in you get an ad 20 minutes in, you get an ad at the end, and usually they have some sort of overlaid ad or something like that and they're getting more and more draconian with the fact that the the ad will end and something on the ad will stay on the screen that you have to exit out of, at least on mobile. I don't know about on, on my computer because I haven't used YouTube on my computer in a while, <clears throat> but it's interesting to, to look at the way the ads are being put on us and i'm like i've always hated ads always but some of them i can deal with and some of them i just hate
1: so that was just so i believe youtube videos youtubers have the ability to actually control where the ads go yeah so if you're upset about ad placement like then that's actually on the youtuber and not on youtube no and
0: you're not wrong on that one but at the same point not that in time, I'm defending
1: it's... YouTube I'm just saying that it's one of those things where I used to think the same thing and then I found out that YouTubers could play like basically say like put an ad here put an ad here mm. and so that's when I was like oh well then it's these fuck faces who are making yeah. me watch these goddamn ads
0: well and uh, so you can still go ahead and put that on, on YouTube because it's you know to go ahead and make money on YouTube you would have to have those ads
1: Right. Well, you don't have to. There's plenty of people who make money on YouTube just running a Patreon and a, yeah. like, uh, the YouTube subscription service, whatever the fuck that thing's called. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that ads are the easiest way because it's mm-hmm. just extra income. And um, again,
0: I, that still adds to the whole aspect of why I hate the ads that are on YouTube because, you know, now it's not a corporate thing. Fuck corporations that use ads, in my opinion, uh, because oftentimes those ads are overdone and, and, and shit like that. But. Either way, ads on YouTube suck balls. Whether it's from the creator or from a corporation, uh, mm-hmm. I hate I, I, I concur. Yeah, and uh, let's go ahead and somehow segue into last Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The last time I saw an ad was Christmas last I, last
0: Christmas. I gave
1: you my heart. Ugh. So w- go ahead and read the thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Wastelanders, this week we went ahead and took on Last Christmas, and the movie was starring Henry Golding as Tom. Amelia Clark as Katrina uh, Andrich. Emma Thompson as Petra Andrich. And Michelle Yeoh as Santa. There are a few other characters, but uh, they weren't added here because they are in the movie for like a minute. Kate had a surgery that altered her life. Instead of making good decisions, she started to make bad ones as she falls away from her family. And only Tom can save her from this downward spiral. Will they find true love? Critical Reviews over on IMDb. JWF Tones gives this movie a 7 out of 10 and says surprisingly good was expecting a cheesy rom-com holiday film but instead the movie make you look up and appreciate what you have in life. Smiley face. Luke Valentine gives the movie a one star and says over on Google reviews ridiculously bad film. Everyone in it is absolutely loathsome and the oh so clever writer have somehow managed to make every character talk nothing at all like how actual humans talk. On Rotten Tomatoes, Ed Potten gives this movie a 3 out of 5 and says, You don't want to spoil it. It's silly but satisfying as a plum pudding. Also on Rotten Tomatoes, we have M.N. Miller, who gave this movie a 1 out of 5 and states, I now finally have my own The Brown Bunny. I hate Last Christmas. The lazy, uh, peculiar, and out-of-left-field twist has no justification. It simply doesn't work. And with
1: that, Greg, how did you feel about this movie? Uh, this movie was a perfectly fine movie until you add Christmas into it. This is a, a fantastic example of a movie that did not need to be set at Christmas one bit. This is a pretty generic style rom-com So, I guess it's a subgenre of the I fell in love with a ghost slash dead person type thing. But this is a not uncommon story. And it is told perfectly fine here. But... Yeah, and all the Christmas shit, and it just becomes a mess. There were too many little stories going on in this movie. And I could... Like I said, I could have done completely without the Christmas. I think I could have done without her bonding with the lady who runs the shop who she was friends with at one point, And then started being a turd after her surgery, but only to learn, oh, maybe I shouldn't be a turd. And then... Yeah, like, it's just a whole fucking thing. I don't really like this movie, and the thing that struck me the most as i watched this movie to the end i realized in my mind what i hoped had happened was that somebody had written this cute little like oh this lady needs a heart this guy gives her a heart and this makes a love story right even though he dies it's like a ghost love story and somebody some executive is like hey that's not gonna sell we need something more we need a hook and so they worked it and they worked it. And then along came an opening for a Christmas movie. And somebody's like, dude, what if we took that? You remember that heart story you had? What if we made it a Christmas movie? And the guy's like, all right, I believe in the story. I want to get it made. So that's what I would like to believe happened. But I actually think what really happened is somebody was listening to George Michael. And they, he said, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. And he's like, dude, what if it was a movie? where they actually gave somebody their heart on Christmas. And somebody else is like, that's genius. Go get Emma Thompson. Because this movie feels like that was the whole point throughout the whole thing. Was that like, remember that George Michael song? Remember that George Michael song? You remember that? You remember that? That was a good one, right? First of all, look at us. We got the rights to Wham. But second of all, remember that George Michael song? That Christmas song? For the record, one of my least favorite fucking Christmas songs. Uh, But, you know, remember that song? Remember that was a good one? Yeah. What if we made a movie of it? what if we made a movie of it? So yeah, I didn't care for this movie. I don't think this is a very good movie at all. As uh, a Christmas movie. Like I said, as a just a regular romance, you strip out all the extra bullshit. This probably works. It wouldn't be like a long movie, but the reason they make it a Christmas movie is to try to make it stand out at Christmas. I will say I was grateful for an ending that wasn't a happy ending for once. I'm grateful that we didn't have to watch two actors who don't have chemistry like smash their faces into each other to let us know that Christmas is for mating. But yeah overall i just i watched this movie and i will say i started describing to my wife and she damn near guessed every plot twist like within one sentence of me saying it so that's where i'm at what did you think of this
0: movie well before i get into it like i let you know before we started recording this i talked to my wife and asked her why she went ahead and suggested these movies and for this one she loved this story even though it crushes her soul at the end it's bitter and these are her words this is a direct quote from her it's Mm -hmm. bittersweet she becomes a better person, but doesn't get the love interest. She finds this one entertaining, except, as stated, the ending crushes her soul. She likes the journey that Kate goes on. To clarify the journey to find herself, she likes the shop owner, Santa, and the German guy, because they are just so weird. And that's a direct quote. For me, I honestly like this one. I thought this was cute. It's, before I go a little deeper into that, I do need to state that I did find it very entertaining that it starts off with... Hey, we're from Yugoslavia, and we're going to sing in English. I found that very interesting and very odd as a choice. <laughs> I do think that they overuse the song because, yeah, it's there every five minutes and something. But going back to, like, why I like this one and why I think that the Christmas setting was fine was because, for me, I could see, like, the chemistry between the two characters kind of building as they went and watching our main character, Kat, spiral and start to go ahead and lose herself, it, bring, it, it it's something that, that I've, not I, but I've seen other people around Christmas when they can't be around family, like starting to get into that depressed state and they start to lose themselves and they just fall into like alcoholism or, or just destroying their lives and stuff like that, especially when I was in the military. That, that stuff happened all the damn time. Now, I don't know many people that have had heart transplants. <laughs> So I don't know how many of them like actually see the prior owner of the heart showing up <laughs> and trying to pull them out of that spiral. But hundred percent, 100%, 100% <laughs> happens.
1: If you get a new heart and then like, you don't use it right. You will be visited by three ghosts.
0: No. So that's what a Christmas carol is about. God, I've never watched it.
1: Yeah. Well, I watched the Muppet <laughs> version. It explains it. Uh,
0: and I, I, I like the fact that like it shows us, Kate falling out with her family I've had a few issues of that in my life I've fallen out with Mm -hmm. my family and then Tom showed up and got me back online with my family all the time man that's why I really like (laughs) just kidding no but uh, honestly watching someone go ahead and fall out with their family and then like reconcile with it it's reconcile with their family is something that I can appreciate and it's uh, for me it was nice to go ahead and see it in in a movie like this and Christmas is a good time to go ahead and have a family reconcile whenever they've been you know, in this sort of situation where you have a a family member that's just like throwing their life away and watching Kate just fuck up left and right and up and down and then, you know, having, you know, I know that you mentioned like Santa was a problem for you but I think that having Santa kind of reiterate when you first started here you were a hard worker and now you seem like you don't care but I'm a good person so I'm going to go ahead and give you another shot to give her a second boost to come back to I guess in this moment, come back to Jesus moment, (laughs) I don't know how else to put it but getting her ass in gear and getting back to being a better person and not throwing her life away after getting a surgery that was meant to go ahead and save her you know, someone gave their life for her to go ahead and do this sort of thing and yeah, you've got a good point there, they could, they might have been able to go ahead and do this without the Christmas stuff, I don't know how I don't know how they could go ahead and do it without the Christmas stuff, but there's probably a writer out there that could do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm still working on my Pet Cemetery remake.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you how they can do it without the Christmas stuff. It's pretty straightforward. So instead of Santa the shop, this lady uh, could be introduced as somebody who is waking up with a hangover. Her sister, who they want to sho- shove in this movie but barely give any screen time to, can be like, Hey, look at you, hungover again on a Wednesday. The rest of us are going to work. And she stumbles through blah, 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 like her day, etc. And she finds herself at an old cemetery or something like that. She hears a noise, turns around, there's a guy there. You kick off the entire plot. You don't need Santa to tell us like, hey, you actually used to be a good person, but you've been a turd ever since your operation. And then you could just have it come out from the family because they wanted to focus on the family in this. But again, we had to make sure that we got enough of Michelle Yeoh in the movie to justify her being in the movie. And so they add this extra stuff for me. I could have done without all of that stuff. This could easily have been done. This could basically be a Halloween love story. I don't know if there's any Halloween rom-coms besides maybe like bride of Chucky, but this could be one of them. This doesn't even have to be said instead of a graveyard, maybe make it so that she gets a letter from the deceased family member. Like, Hey, I just want to let you know that he was a good person and I hope he uses heart. Well, and then she maybe a picture And then she sees the guy and, wow, you look a lot like this picture, but I don't believe in ghosts, so obviously it's not you. The same fucking thing could happen. Christmas is just added there because Christmas, as always, is a spice that is supposed to add extra emotional punch. It's shorthand for forgiveness, for coming together, for joy, love, optimism, etc. And so for me, if you're using that shorthand, that, that means there better be a lot of other shit going on in your movie. And this movie got close, but it didn't quite hit that mark for me. This didn't have to be a Christmas movie. Like Christmas in California didn't have to be a Christmas movie. That could have just been Tuesday in California and the story would have worked just as well. Christmas was just there so that they could because like at least this one used some Christmas music. Christmas in California didn't even do that. But the rest of this movie, like I say, it could have been set on any random time, any random date, and it would have been fine. But they made it a Christmas movie because it makes it extra sappy and it means that you'll watch it during the Christmas season. That's my take on it.
0: I mean, I-, I can see where you're coming from. I still think that it, it works with what it's got. I think that it's fine. That's I think that, for me, I can enjoy that it's a Christmas movie that doesn't, that, that doesn't have a super happy ending. I think I can enjoy that it is a Christmas movie that is trying to show someone spiraling during one of the times that a lot of people end up having to deal with depression and uh, emotional trauma that they don't want to reconcile with, so they turn to booze, sex, food and all sorts of stuff. I don't know. That's why I enjoy it and for each their own. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting for me to go ahead and watch someone go ahead and get a surgery that someone had to die for as well. Mm-hmm. And the only time that they go ahead and reconcile is right before Christmas. Because then, uh, to me, that just, that's a good time to go ahead and have someone be like, if you continue down this route, you're gonna die. There's three ghosts that'll t- <laughs> mm-hmm. show yeah, up absolutely. and tell you that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah Dickens do it. Yeah, but you're, I can also see where you're coming from, and I think that I want to see a Halloween romance now. <laughs> yeah, that would be entertaining. It'd be, that, I don't know. it'd be something new, and then a Fourth of July romance so that we can go ahead and have a movie for
1: the fourth Chesapeake coming <laughs> this Fourth of July. <laughs> um, yeah, this one obviously doesn't need like a Hall Dark remake since the plot is he's a ghost. He's a ghost. He's mm-hmm. been dead for ten years. Because this is something I found looking for something completely else. So, <laughs> I just sent Ringo a link to a movie. I put it here in our chat on Squadcast. Okay, but yeah, I, it's a movie called The Sexy Sixth Sense, <laughs> <laughs> and that—that's what I found for a horror
0: rom-com. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Lonely- I think I, oh my god. Dude, when I was in the military, I actually... Someone showed me this cover art. Oh my god.
1: When I was in the military, it was yesterday. A lonely and nerdish man encounters the ghosts of four seductive strippers in his small apartment. Well, I know what I'm watching after we're finished here. <laughs> this is half Sixth Sense, half ghost, all wrong. <laughs> Dude, you can't you can't put your plasma in their plasma bud. <laughs> Can't be doing
0: it. No, I'm laughing because I scrolled down to go ahead and like see the reviews, and it's just sex, school, students, bodies, sexy movies, casting, cosplay, boy, mansion, carnal sins. So I on so
1: Which one. Which Car- one? None of them. I haven't. I, have- <laughs> I use. Oh my god! The tagline is "I see naked lesbians." <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I guess in the past, I've accused movies of being low effort, but nothing will ever beat the smut industry at minimal effort. <laughs> this is, oh, man.
0: Featured review, 2 out of 10. Not very good, seductive cinema. There's a whole wall of text I'm not getting into, but I think Yeah, that's a good.
1: lot. That's Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I guess it could always be worse than Last Christmas. Like I said, I don't think this movie is bad. I just don't think it needs to be a Christmas movie. I yeah, think that this fair. movie would have worked perfectly fine. And I think that they made it a Christmas movie because they had the rights to George Michael's songs. That's really where I, I think I'm at. I'm way too cynical to believe that somebody was trying to write this movie at Christmas. Mostly because there, there wasn't any mention of Christmas magic or Santa Claus besides the lady being called Santa. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what she said her real name was. I had it written down and then I think I deleted that note from my phone. Yeah, and so I was just like, for me, I thought for a second, I was like, wait, why would you change your name? But then I thought about it, I was like, well, Americans aren't great at pronouncing people's names correctly. And I can't imagine that British people are much better at it, especially she's older. So in the generation, her growing up, they probably would have been like, they would have just probably purposely butchered it, like, pan And then she'd be like, oh, my God. And I don't know why I gave British people a, a southern twang, but that's <laughs> where my brain's at right now. But yeah, like I, I could see her just being like, "Dude, just don't fucking say my name like that. That's horrible. Like, just give me a well, different name." Well, and that's I know what, that's they're... why a lot of people in my school that that's what they did too, right? They had yeah. a, a Vietnamese name, but they also wanted to not have their name butchered, so they just went by Jimmy, Tommy. Yeah.
0: Well, and that, so uh, it's interesting because one of the guys I served with his name was vong and that was one of the one of the names I didn't struggle with. Unlike some of the names that we've had on this the series where I'm like Emile da, 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 and you're uh, like, Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk, Sarah Cock, Sarah Chalk, Sarah Cock. God that one so I for my last name has fucked up so many people and now I'm suffering the repercussions of that. This is payback.
1: Your name had to die, so I had to stay good life. Last Christmas you got a new name. <laughs> oh that's
0: probably why i've been singing that song all fucking week because of last christmas never mind i hate mm-hmm. this movie now
1: <laughs> like i said it's one of my least favorite christmas songs but i also understand it, it perfectly works and i believe if i remember correctly george michael died on christmas day mm. so there's probably a little bit of a love letter to george michael in this yeah. in, in, in the sense too but again for me pass. This is That's a fine. better Christmas movie than a lot of what we've seen. This is probably... I really liked the... snow or not Snow Globe Christmas. That's the one I just said I didn't like. The other one. Just like a Christmas movie. That one I liked. This isn't probably as good as that. This isn't as good... Ah. I'd say this is on par with Candy Cane Lane. I also felt like this movie dragged a little bit. We didn't need the... pretty much the end part. I think it could have ended with her being like... Hooray! My boyfriend was a ghost. And then singing her little song, and then it could have just faded to black. But we had to make sure to explicitly spell out that everybody is good now. And we had to give the mom and everybody else one last chance to do another round of like, Oh, I'm from another country. What does this mean? I don't understand. And so we had to get one last round of quirkiness in there. But yeah, a little overlong, but it's probably as good as Candy Cane Lane. It's not the worst Christmas movie in the world. It's just, as I've said about a dozen times, and I just don't think it needed to be a Christmas movie. That's my take. So, top range of our Christmas movies?
0: I can agree with you, top range. And, I don't know, I think that it was fine. I didn't feel that it dragged, but that's just me. I don't have anything else to add. I don't know if you you know want to go into scoring, but I would put it on the same range as you with like Candy Game Lane. And with that, we've been streaming Wasteland. We can be found over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the other social medias, threads. I forgot about threads. Greg has been putting up videos on YouTube. Give him some love over there because he puts a lot of effort into those videos. He's also the one who does all the editing on this. Yeah, he's shaking his head, but no, you can't see it because he's not putting these videos up yet. That's correct. That's correct. That'll probably be my thing to go ahead and do at some point. But we'll see. We'll see where things go. And with that, we've been streaming Wasteland. This is the 12 days of Christmas. Hope you guys have a great holiday, and we love you. If you need something to go ahead and do, we are putting out 12 episodes this Christmas. You don't have to listen to your family. Just put this on. And if they keep talking, turn it up. Make them listen to it. Keep turning it up. Just keep turning volume up. Keep keep turning it up. Louder. Drown them out. Drown them out. They They don't need to talk. With that, we love you. Say goodbye, Greg. ASMR. ASMR. Bye.